I was fixing my hair. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now? This is going to be, what do I say every week? A very special podcast for all of you because we're going to be talking about time travel, evidential mediumship. What is it? A little bit of a soapbox, how to do it, how to get evidence, excuses, and stop the excuses, live your life. Okay. So I'm spraying a little rose water for those of you who can see me on video and my um, straps of my shirt are falling down for those of you who can see me on video. And I look kind of like a mess right now, but I'm just going to keep all this in because it's just who I am. I don't really care that much. Maybe I do. Maybe that's why I'm fixing myself. There you have it. Okay. So let's just move on. I was going to stop the recording and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm letting my grade grow in. I'm just letting it all happen. I'm letting it all hang loose. And I kind of like myself this way because uh, I'm not friggin' perfect and I don't want to be perfect. And, you know, there's a lot that's been going on in a lot of people's lives, a lot of people's lives. And um, I'm recording this on August 21st, 2023. Um, so I also did an absolutely incredible channel session last week. So as many of you know that I, I don't even want to go there, but I lost my beloved dog and I've already shared that on the podcast um, a couple of weeks ago, not even a couple of weeks yet. And it's been a very, very interesting journey. And um, in the passing, I've recognized the catalyst of what it was creating in my life. And it was a big catalyst, very, very big. And it's still going on. Like this morning, um, I kind of wasn't feeling great. And it was a little bit difficult. And I had a grieving moment because I saw something on Instagram. Oh, you should go to my Instagram and see um, my other dog in the lift, the dog lift. It is so friggin' cute. Go watch that reel. It's an amazing. Or it's on Facebook too. Um, but I, I was watching, looking at something on Instagram and they talked about a soul animal and that was it. <laughs> that was it for me. I was done. And I had to continue to move through my day um, because I've lost some time at work because I needed to take a time out. I know how to self-care very well. And, um, and I decided to take care of myself. So that's what I did. But uh, this morning I was like, no, I want to get back to work. I really, really need to get back to work. So I did. And uh, I worked through my day. It was a little tough in the morning. It was a couple hours there. So it was a really slow beginning. And then um, I had a meeting with my uh, lovely team mate, uh, Jess. She's my assistant, but she's so much more than that. And we talked through some things for the next level living. So if you haven't gotten the higher self opt-in, go get that. Go to marilynaloria.com forward slash higher self. Do not freaking opt into it and then not watch it. You're not allowed to do that. It, I'm amazed at, I look, I do it sometimes too, but so many of you tell me like you want to connect with your higher self. You want to use your gifts more. Well then go opt into that at marilynaloria.com forward slash higher self, opt into it and watch it. And what's going to happen is you're going to get a series of emails every 24 hours that are kind of helping you along with the video. So you're going to want to watch the video as soon as you can. And don't be like, all right, I'll opt into it next Saturday, opt into it save the video, save the emails, put it on your calendar and go watch it. And then you'll have all the emails in a little folder, a little file folder. So um, through my search of uh, meaning for everything that's been going on in my life, I was sharing it with Anna Maria Vasquez and uh, she's a friend of mine. We're doing a retreat together at Palm Desert. You can look at that at marilynaloria.com forward slash retreat. Um, and I, I, we were talking because we were doing a Facebook Live about the retreat. And then I texted her later on and I said, um, can we talk? Because I was having a really struggling moment. And of course, you know, we're friends and we got on the phone and she's such an incredible intuitive and such an incredible animal communicator. And she just has such magnificent gifts. And she was like, look, um, I told her everything that was going on. I'm not going to like tell it in this video. I'll do it in another video where I'll just show like all the dynamics and all the things that went on. And she went, oh my goodness. And she, like she didn't know a quarter of the stuff. And she said, "Wan, you know, one door closes, the other one opens and the hallways are a bitch. And I was like, that's it. I'm in the hallways. They were a bitch, man. And she said, you know, master teachers have to go through the fire because we teach so many people. And many of you may be relating to this, right? And I was like, man, I agree with that. I agree with that. 
but I've been very, very conscious to change. And I'm like, I am done with um, certain things in my life. And I've been really creating change in my life. And I recognize that everything that happens is happening for me and not to me. And losing Micah was very unexpected. I wasn't expecting it. And like, yes, he was uh, having troubles and stuff, but the vets, none of us expected this and it happened unexpectedly. And I, as much as I was grieving and I was grieving hard, hard, I also recognized that um, there was something bigger and greater and I leaned into it. And I really did lean into it. And through my process, when I'm going through something, and I look for support. I've been looking for different support situations. And I talked about this, I believe, in last week's uh, podcast about how I've been looking for therapists. And I'm fascinated by how many people there are out there that can't. And this is not, I have to say this in the right way, but I have to say it. They're not, there's not many people out there that I've recognized that are capable of supporting the people who've been on a spiritual journey for quite some times that have a higher consciousness. Now, I really want to be careful of how I say that because I don't sit here and go, oh, you're lower consciousness or you're not awake or you're this or that. I don't do that crap. I really don't. I do it in the sense of, oh, I can't have that kind of conversation with this person because they're not yet, they're not at a place where I'm at. But it doesn't mean they're at the wrong place or at that bad place or a lot of people aren't in touch with their emotions. That blows me away how much people aren't in touch with their emotions and they don't, they deny their emotions, you know, but I don't sit there and judge the person for where they're at. I really don't. So I want to be careful of saying this, but the thing that I'm learning, like I feel my mission in this world is to push as many in a beautiful way, as many healers and authors and teachers and coaches out there to help affect change, to help people see their beauty, their truth, their love, everything about them, to help affect change so that they can help millions of people. So therefore me supporting these, like the people in Next Level Living, these incredible beings that are doing the work, supporting them, they're, then they're supporting like hundreds of people, right? Or thousands of people when they're out there. And then that's just like a domino effect of change. So I really feel that. And I said to them recently, I was like, enough is enough. Like you guys have got to get out there because I am done because I have been doing the interviews with therapists for the past three years. And I think therapy is very important, especially for someone who maybe has not done the deep work. I've already done the deep work. I already know what my, happens with my family. I already know what happens with my siblings, with my father, with my mother. I know all this stuff and I forgive them. I was talking to one therapist and uh, she was telling me a story about how she was doing all this work with mothers and children or something. And I can't remember the whole thing. And she said, you know, the mother was crying and the one-year-old baby took her face and tried to soothe her. And she's like, this is the stuff I teach. And I'm like, I already know that. And she's like, so do you get it? Like, do you understand? Like, do you, do you understand what that child did? And maybe you were that child. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't go down this fucking road again. I've already done that work. I already know that work. I already know what I did to soothe my mother. I don't need to do that again. I don't need to talk about that stuff anymore. I'm over it. So I have been, and she was a very nice therapist, but not for me. So I've been interviewing and meeting with a lot of therapists. And what has been coming up for me is that I'm in a different place. I don't, when you're moving forward towards a goal and you're moving forward towards something in your life and it's something new, you're going to be uncomfortable. Just know it. You're going to be uncomfortable. Things are going to shift around you. You're going to be like, holy mackerel, what's going on here? Oh, but I asked for a romantic relationship. No wonder why this is happening. Oh, I asked for my career. Oh, I asked to write a book and put a book out there. Oh, someone doesn't like it. So many times I hear from people, I'm afraid nobody's going to like me. Get over it. I have so much I have to share with you guys, but I'm not going to get it all into this podcast. I'll try my best. So much is coming through me these days. So when I sit there and um, I talk to these therapists, like I've, I've done this work already. And when you're going towards a goal, something's going to get triggered. It's just going to happen, but you have to be conscious of the trigger. So right away, like if I do something, I get conscious to the trigger right away. 
And then I'm able to, oh, that was because da 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 happened in my past. I see that trigger. I don't need to carry that into my present and my future. I'm done with it. So literally one of my prayers and mantras has been for the past few months when memories want to come up because your body memorizes memories and this pain happened and that pain happened. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here? I don't need this right now. You're not serving any purpose, but to try to confuse things in my path. So if you're the type of person that's already done that type of work, then next level living, the programs I teach, they are for you. If you're somebody who, and it's so funny too, a lot of you are ready for that program, but you don't see it in yourself. And that amazes me. That amazes me. Because I've done amazing strategy calls. Every strategy call I've done, the people have been unbelievable. They've just been incredible. I'm like, holy mackerel. And a few of them, like, I'm like, you'd be perfect for next level living. And some of them are like, I'm not ready for it yet. And I'm like, oh yeah, you really are. And I'm not pushing anyone because you have to be right for that program. I will not allow um, somebody who's not ready for that program to come into that program because it would just wouldn't be good for you. And it wouldn't be good for the rest of the people in the program. We're very protective over that energy in there as we grow. So acknowledge yourself, value yourself. Um, Know that things are going to get kicked up. If you haven't done the work to heal the past, go and find a therapist. There's a lot out there, apparently, that do that work. I can tell you that almost every therapist I met was good, was really good. There was only one wackadoodle that I worked with for like three or four times. And I was like, get the F out of my face because you're a friggin' whack. Everybody else, they were all pretty good, right? I can't say anything bad about them. So the last therapist I spoke to last week, we were doing a consultation call and she was very good, but she was like, oh, we're going to talk about this theory and that theory. And it sounds like that theory. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. I said, I need you to know something. I don't believe in labels for the rest of my life. So if you're going to tell me I'm this attachment and I've got that going on and this uh, uh, human design thing, I said, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I believe it's a navigational tool fine with me. You may need to know that we may need to look at it to bring it up to the consciousness so that I understand the, the uh, patterns that maybe I've created, but I do not believe for the rest of my life, I'm going to be labeled as that thing. I just refuse to do that. And she chuckled a little and she said, I totally get it. She was really nice. Very good. She said, I totally get it. I don't believe in those labels for the rest of your life. You could be in a relationship for 25 years and you could have one thing and then in, and you, then you could change to another thing. And every relationship is different. And I said, okay, that's great. But I still decided not to do it because I'm looking for something different. And I believe I found it, but we'll go, we'll talk about that another time. The reason why I bring this up is because I realized again, I'm like, oh my goodness, like the people I know in next level living, I was like, you friggin' people better get out there because there are so many people that are wandering around with their, their hands out in the world going, ah, and they need you. They need your directness. They need your, um, your strategies, your healing, the way that you see the world, your intuitive nature. When I'm doing a strategy session, I'm listening multidimensionally. So in the beginning, it was interesting. I just did, I did two last week. And both of them in the beginning, I was like, mm, it was feeling all messy. And I was like, where, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I, in the beginning, I do a seven to 10 minute reading. And then I go into the strategy. And I was like, I was kind of like, I hope I can make sense. And then I was like, wait, then I heard like, the, this, I heard my voice, my higher self, my guides going, wait a second, this is how it goes, because you're putting the puzzle pieces together. And then by the end, it all gets summarized, and it gets put together. And they get a clear answer as to what they're looking for. And I know many of you do that. I know that I don't, I'm not sitting here on my, um, hold on, I have to drink water. On my high horse going, look at me. I know I'm good. I know I'm very good. I want you to know that you're good too. I really do. There's a lot of good people out there, but you're friggin' hiding in the closet. Okay. So ex evidential mediumship. Let's talk about that. Oh, I didn't talk about time travel. Let's go into time travel real quick. I hope I can get everything in. I might have to do, I know I was supposed to do a part two last time, but just go along with my life right now. I'm rolling along with it because things are changing and evolving really, really fast. So as I was walking through this thing last Friday, I sat down and did a channel session with my guides and it freaking blew me away, blew me away. I came out of the session. It was an hour long. I went because I recorded it and I was like, holy mackerel. So I'm going to do my best to edit that and get that on the podcast because I think it's going to be really incredible for all of you. 
And um, I believe it was Thursday night, I was listening to a podcast, a very um, time sensitive, like it was a very current podcast, current in the news, current podcast. And as I was listening to it, I was like, I already know this story. How come I know this story? I've heard this story before. And I was like, wow, this is like deja vu. It's really weird. I, mean, I know this story. And then Friday morning, I had that channel session. And then I had to um, go out and do an errand. And I was listening to a boxer from Monique, who is the coach in Soul Finder Academy in one of my programs. And um, I was like, oh, I already heard this message. I must have not responded. It was like a three-minute message. And I wrote it. I sent her a message back. And I went, hey, Monique. I must have listened to your message last night and I didn't respond, but blah, 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 blah. And I gave her all this information. Then I listened to a message from my friend, Jessica, and she had four boxers on there. So they're little audio recordings. And the first audio recording I heard, and I was like, oh, okay, great. And then the second one I heard, I was like, wait, I already heard this. How could I have heard the second one? And then it hit me that I was doing some time travel that I must have, or I already heard the, the podcast. Monique, I looked at Monique's message. She left it that morning, not even the night before. And then Jessica's was the second one. So there was no possible way that I'd heard it. And it was also that morning. And I was like, I didn't hear them last night. And I realized that I went into this time space continuum, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what to call it. And I already heard all these messages. And it showed me how much like when you play with time, how you could really get out of the lines of it and really start having a, th these amazing experiences. So I, I, I sent a message back to Monique and I told her what happened. And then I told Jessica too. And Jessica's like, deja vu to me is like when you are so close to manifesting the thing you want. Like she said something like that. And I thought that was really great. And then Monique was like, left me a box. She's like, yeah, I was wondering. I was like, I didn't leave that message last night. What is she talking about? <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. This is great. Remember I said, I'm bringing more paranormal in. So that was one of those paranormal normal moments where I was like, oh. so when you're like going through like really difficult things, that wasn't an edit. That was me because <laughs> I edit myself. When you're going through really difficult things, um, it's you, it's really an opportunity to shift exponentially. It really is. And I recognize it. It's like through my grief, I've been really working on shifting and I've been reaching out for help, which is really great. Okay. So that's the time thing, the deja vu time thing, Ex evidential mediumship. So I'm going to, um, hmm, my friend Jessica and I would get into a conversation. I'm not going to share her story because I don't have her permission, but I know she won't mind me saying this about her because she's a medium and she's uh, a coach and everything. And um, we were talking about evidential mediumship and I said, you have to give evidence. You are not allowed to give. She agreed with me. We were just having this conversation. You're not allowed to give a reading without having evidence. So as I was sharing with her my experiences and how I teach it, um, we were agreeing upon it. And I want to share it with all of you. Okay. So this was my thing with Jess. And she totally does this too and agrees with it. Evidential mediumship. I hear that term thrown around so much. And I got to tell you, I never really freaking knew what it was. I was like, oh yeah, right. You have to be an evidential medium, right? Like, I don't even understand why people are saying I'm an evidential medium. If you're not an evidential medium, you shouldn't be talking to dead people. Sorry. And so I never really like, it was like, I just really got to tell you a lot of mediums out there. They act as if they are the only ones who've got the hot sauce and they're doing it. And it's like, you know, dude, get over yourself. There's a lot of people that can do this and stop trying to act like it, there's not enough to go around. For as many physical people there on this earth, there are like times that by a million, there's that many spirits out there, if not more. So there's enough spirits to go around for all of us to be talking to. So, um, and it's really true. And that's why like when I was in that world, I was like, you guys can have this. I don't even want it because I couldn't stand how it was like, I do this and I do that. And look at me. I'm like, oh my goodness, have it then. But that's my own trigger point. But you're going to hear a bit about it. Okay. So evidential medium. So, so we were talking about it. And I'm like, Jess, you, you, you can't. And she agrees. So I'm not saying this about Jess. You can't do a reading with a deceased person unless you get confirming information. I can't do, if someone came to me and they wanted to talk to their mother and the mother came through, all they were allowed to answer was yes or no. I had to make sure I was speaking to that deceased person with confirming information, not just they loved you. Oh, they loved you so much. I didn't do that. So 
they would have to tell me specific things, how they died, who was with them when they died, how many kids they had, where they lived, very specific information. In the very beginning, I was amazing with names. I would get very specific names. I'm not that great with them anymore, um, but that can come back. So I would have specific names. Um, dates sometimes would be like there's a May, a five, so it's a May significance or a fifth day of the month. And it would have to be a big significance. So people will try to help you out. They'll be like, oh, yeah, my cousin Frank, three times removed, that's his birthday. And I'd be like, no, that's not it. I didn't just agree with it because we found what the five was. It had to be so specific. Now, part of the reason is, is when the spirit comes in, I need to get to know them. They need to get to know me. They need to build trust in me. I need to build trust with them. I don't know their energy. I know the energy of my guides. I don't know their energy. So we have to have this confirming information passed between the two of us in order for me to trust the messages then. So uh, before I would go into a reading, I would ask for very specific information. So I used to do like four readings in a row. So say I was uh, doing four readings in a row, and that means they maybe wanted to talk to 10 deceased people out of those four people. So I had a gatekeeper that would not allow that the deceased person to come in unless they were with that particular person. So if I was reading Mary Jo, I love Southern names. I have no idea why. If I was reading Mary Jo and Sally was on the other side, but so was Tim, who was for the third person that I was reading. Tim wasn't allowed to come through. You know, they were all like, woohoo, talk to me. So my gatekeepers knew exactly who to let in at that moment as soon as I sat down with the physical person. Before I would go into the reading, I'd ask for very specific information and I would get super clear. I'd be like, give me names, dates, ages, personality traits was another one I asked for, how they died. Um, who was with them when they died, where they lived, how many siblings they had, how many kids they had, was there boys and girls, like things like that. And so I would go in and I'd let that go. I didn't sit there and focus on it because I didn't know what the spirit would want to tell me in order to give the confirming information. Then the spirit would come in and I'd be like, okay, I got a mother here. Um, and she's telling me that she died of a heart attack. She's showing me that she loves music. She didn't get to speak to you at the end. And if I get yes, 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 there might be one or two. No, there might be a one no in there. Then I'm like, okay, great. I got your mother. And then I would go launch into the messages. If the person came to speak to me, to, to speak to their mother, and the mother came through and I was like, okay, she's telling me there that um, she died of a heart attack. No. Okay. Then she's saying that she has a son. No. Now she could have lost this son. So you have to like find that information. Um, she's telling me, so if there's a lot of no's, I'm like, sorry, I don't have your mother. That's it. And when I was doing these readings, um, there was a couple of times, didn't happen a lot, actually. I think it only happened one or twice, once or twice. One was a woman came to me after a kid passed and I refused to read uh, grieving parents after a certain period because I, I just didn't have a good experience with someone with that. It was just too heartbreaking. And I said, I'm not doing that. Number two, I think I couldn't get um, a deceased loved one. And both times I gave the money back because that's what they came to me for, that specific thing. So I then stopped specializing in that arena. Um, they would come to me for either life. I would say, do you want a life reading or a deceased uh, loved one reading? Because I don't want to know anything about you. Somebody else was booking it. They would see a deceased person because it's a different energy. Um, you still have to use your gifts. <laughs> this is the other thing that pisses me off. The mediums out there that are teaching you that are antiquated, watch out for them because they'll be like that psychic reading. If you're using your clairvoyance, what the fuck, how are you going to see the dead person? If you're not using your clairvoyancy, how are you going to use your hearing? If you're not hearing them say their name and the dates or the messages, how, how are you not going to you're going to feel how they died. I get it through empathic ability. Jess was telling me she gets it through clairsentience. I hope she doesn't mind. I'll box her to make sure she doesn't mind me saying this stuff. And um, so I was like, yeah, that could be like, it's, we get it from, it's your instrument. I'm always teaching use your instrument. So I'm like, how could you possibly talk to a deceased person without using your psychic abilities, your, your psychic connections? That's how you open up your instrument and talk to them. It drives me insane, insane. So you have to get the evidence. Now here's another thing I'm going to share. So the other thing is the evidential, uh, Evidence. I'm just going to call it evidence because I'm not going into that camp of these people like I'm an evidential medium. So am I. Um, I give information to people. I've given information to people that they didn't even know, which I like too. That to me is even more important. So you want to give them information they confirm. Then I would move into messages. The deceased person wanted to talk about the person in the chair more than they were. On, they were doing fine on the other side. Then I moved into information that the person didn't know yet. 
a lot of the time. So that could be future prospecting, or it could be something that they had to go home and confirm. I've told a lot of these stories before. And I only remember my few favorites because I don't remember these stories. But it, there was such specific information like the time when the woman, when the, the father came in and he put a pin in my hands. It was a fishing pin. He put it upside down, but I knew it was a fishing pin. And he put it in my hands and he gave it to his daughter. And I said, he's handing me a fishing, fishing pin. It's upside down and it's for you. And she said, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. She went home to her mother. She said, did you get rid of daddy's things? And she, the mother was like, yeah, I got rid of everything. And the girl knew enough to trust me. She went into her mother's drawers, started searching around. And there was the pin upside down in the drawer. Happened another time a woman was sitting across from me. Her husband came through. I said, he's handing you a chocolate birthday cake. I said, did you make him a chocolate cake? Or what's the chocolate cake? Do you understand what it means? She's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I never... I never made him a chocolate cake. I don't know what it is. I was like, all right, well, he's handing you a chocolate birthday cake. And I, I don't remember the rest of the messages. And um, it was a good reading for her. And she went home and she said, I think it was like a month or so later, she was going through a crafts box and she found a slide. And she's like, I don't even know how the slide got in there. And she put it up to the light and it was him. She made him a chocolate birthday cake. And it was a picture of him receiving it. Stuff like that made me a believer because I was a skeptic, made me a believer. So when someone comes to you, if you want to study, do evidential mediumship, you want to do mediumship, fuck this, these terms out there, because it's like, I'm an evidential medium, not you, whatever, you want to get evidence, you have to get evidence. The other thing I would do is so dates are different dates for me are if it's a six, it could be a June or a six day of the month. I didn't mind that stuff. The, uh, the guy comes in, he's got an S name, it's kind of a Sal or a Sam. I don't mind that stuff. That to me is not fishing. That to me is you're not clearly understanding the name. Sometimes I would get names like his name is Charlie. Let's let's use something else. His name is John. There's a John. And the person would be like, there's not a John. Everybody has a freaking John. Sometimes I'd get the name John. And I'd be like, you've got to have a John in your family because I don't know anybody who doesn't have a John in their family. How would you not have a John in your family? Everybody's named John. And I would say that to the person. I'd be like, there's got to be a John. But usually it was like if it was, it was like, oh, yeah, that's my dad's name. Um, Joe and John could be somewhat of the similar, even though you would get Joe or John, but sometimes it was a name. They would give me a name that I knew, but it would have the sounding of the name of the person because I wouldn't have never gotten the name because the name wasn't in my vocabulary. I'm still working with my vocabulary. I, I, I am not speaking in different languages and stuff. So if it's a, if it's a Charlie, but the name is more like a Char or, or a Charlie, I don't know, you know, I'm making up names. That would be a yes for me. But if I say Charlie and the person's like, yeah, the name was, her name was um, Candy. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. You know, or her name was, I'm trying to think of something that's a little bit separate from the sounding. Because remember, they give us information and vibration and we interpret it in words. So I never reached for things. And I was honest in the readings. So I would be like, um, if, you know, he's telling me that Bob is really important to him and the person in front of me, and they would have to confirm the information in the reading. I'll explain the reading from the confirmation. So if they said, no, there was no Bob. Oh, wait, my neighbor five doors down that my father didn't know his name is Bob. And I would check in. I'd be like, no, that's not it. Sorry. Let's move on. So I could tell inside my being, I wouldn't reach for stuff. I just wouldn't reach for stuff, especially during the confirmation part. The confirmation part is super important. During the reading, now we've confirmed, say, so I've done the four or five questions. I know I've got the spirit. Then we're in the reading portion. If the person doesn't know the name, it doesn't matter to me because I'll be like, well, they give me the name Bob and it's important for you to have this name and this guy is going to be helpful for you. Usually they'll give me a message with it. You want to do that too, but you see everything I get, I get from my guides and the deceased people. Like I don't get anything from the person. And I can't tell you how many times this happened where the person's like, I don't know who you're talking about. And I'll be like, I'm giving you the name because he's giving it to me. And it's important for some reason. So just take the name. Maybe you'll find it. Maybe you won't. There's going to be 75% of this reading. You'll be able to confirm. And then 25% you may never confirm. Maybe there's 80%, 20%, I, you know, so just see. So I've done this enough times where I, I, I was sharing this story with Jess yesterday, and I think I've shared it with you guys before, and I don't remember the, the specifics, but I was doing a group reading on a telesummit, and this woman, I was talking to this woman, I said, your dad's coming through, and he's telling me he's with Frank, and he's okay, and Frank's okay too, and 
he's with Frank and he's really happy. I don't remember the exact things that I said. And she said, well, I don't know a Frank. I said, is there a Frank in your family or who's Frank? And she's like, I don't know who Frank is. I don't know any Frank, so I don't know who it is. And so I gave her the rest of the messages and she contacted me via email like two weeks or three weeks later. And she said, oh my goodness, I went home to my mother and I told her and I told her that he said he was with Frank and everything's okay. And the mother was like, oh my goodness, he was in the war with Frank and Frank died and he always felt guilty like it was his fault that Frank died. So she was able to, to hold on to that confirmation. I gave her health stuff about her mother. And I think it was like six months later or so, the mother went into the hospital and she went in for something else. And because I gave this health stuff, which I don't usually do, the daughter insisted that they check that particular thing and it ended up being the thing that I gave her. So again, I'm a vessel. They're working through me. You, the people that tell me I can't connect with my higher self, I can't connect, it's your friggin' mind. Your mindset is in the way. I move that stuff out of the way. You have to move it out of the way because like this, you know how many times I've had people sit in front of me going, what? And they, in the beginning when you're building your confidence and they think you're crazy, but I was like, hey, I'm just gonna take from them and give to you. It's not for me to decide because how many times I held back information because I would get a name and I'd be like, I don't want to say that name. I got that name in three other readings. I don't want to say that name. It can't be this person too. And then I wouldn't say it and the person would be like, like, say I got the name James. And the person would be like, oh yeah, my brother James, that was his name. And I'd be like, why didn't you say it? So I really learned like not to do that. I still do it sometimes to this day. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Um, it's none of your business. If you really learn, so what I was teaching what I, what I was just, what I teach is like, it's none of your business. Get out of the way. It's between you and your guides and between you and the, you know, my guides work with the deceased person, right? Cause I'm not going to, they can come in and I'll talk directly to them, but my guides are allowing them in. My guides are here facilitating the information. I know my guides energy. I know they're only going to let in who needs to come in. So that's how I work. And then I get myself out of the way. I, I have no business in this reading. So when I do strategy sessions now, I tell people, um, you know, it, I have no attachment to, to you. I have, I can't remember how exactly I say it, but I say, I have no attachment to this reading. However you receive it is up to you. And it's one of the best things for those of you who are like, I got to do well. I understand that, you know, people are coming and trusting you and you want to do well. And I understand all of that, but I would like talk with my guides. I'd be like, help me, blah, blah, blah. And I'd tell them different things. And these are things that I reserve for people in my programs because they're very private to me. And it's what people come into my programs for, to learn from me for, this way. So there was very specific things I would say to my guides and um, my, my information and how I did it and how I released myself from um, being worried about things. And now when I go into readings, first of all, in strategy sessions, I wish I had the permission of this woman. I'll give you a, another story because I don't have the permission of this one woman. But her, her, um, her loved one came in. I didn't know. It was a strategy session. These are completely different. I read for the first seven, 10 minutes, and then we get into strategy about your life to get you on course with your goals. If you want to know about those, you go to marilynaloria.com forward slash call. And I, her, her loved one came in. A loved one came in right away in a very specific outfit. And I didn't check in with her for yes or no, because first of all, I'm not there for uh, to speak to a deceased loved one, but the deceased loved one was very strong in the room, very specific about the outfit. I interpreted it as what I needed to interpret it as at the moment. I did the reading. And then I say at the after the seven to 10 minutes, I'm like, so if you have any other questions you want about the reading, please tell me. Because I've gotten out of the thing of needing yes or no's because this is a different type of energy. And I'm going to give you all the information I get and then we're going to work through it together as in the coaching part of it. And then you're going to decide what's best for you. Any reading I ever did, I would always say to people, take what you like, leave the rest. You're the master of your journey, not me. And I, I feel like you need to, so many things that I teach with this to help you to really give yourself freedom in the readings. Again, if you want to know more about how I work, come into Next Level Living, MarilynLaurie.com forward slash next. Um, this is that we do higher level teaching like this. So anyway, with this one woman, I didn't even, I didn't even let her like, you know, we just moved on and we got, it was a really great session. She's wonderful. I, I really, really, everybody that's come into these sessions, just absolutely wonderful people. And, um, 
she wrote me an email. I think I, I sent her the recording and she wrote me an email and she said, by the way, that outfit, I just want to let you know that this person, that outfit is very significant for this reason. And that's my favorite picture. And I went, oh, thanks for the confirmation. And <laughs> it was great. So um, that's how specific you have to get, in my opinion. Um, one of the ones I remember early on, like fathers would always have watches and they always left, left watches behind. Matter of fact, my father wanted to leave me his watch and the horrible woman that was, I'm not going to get into that story, but she never gave me the watch. So uh, anyway, that was another one, another significant, like all the fathers left watches and I'd be in a reading, go, oh my goodness, a watch again? And you start doubting yourself because this is like the fourth father that came in with a watch, you know, in the past like three weeks or two weeks. And I'm like, am I just saying watches? But I was like, and I remember one reading, the woman was devastated over the loss of her father. And I was like, he says you have his watch and it's important. And it was really important notice for her. Another reading I got, the father came in and gave me a bluebird and put it in my hand. And we already did the reading. And this was a very tense reading because it was with an, exe an entertainment executive who was testing me out. And I said, he's giving me a bluebird, but I'm not sure what it means. And apparently that was, I, it was a bluebird or a cardinal. Or, and that was apparently her only, her nickname, his nickname for her. And like, only they knew it. So there's such beautiful moments. So if you want to speak to deceased people, because it's such an important part of this journey Talking to someone who can talk to your deceased loved one, I think is really important, but making sure you get with someone. I did a mediumship reading with someone I used to recommend to speak to my father, and I just was not impressed by it at all. Um, I don't remember her doing any evidence based that she was definitely talking to him, but I remained open because I have a lot of respect for people who do this work. And it just didn't resonate. It didn't resonate. So, um, but it's not going to resonate for every single person. When you're seeing like, what was I seeing at four, eight, 12 times four, like 50 people a month I was seeing probably. That's a lot of people. You don't remember readings. People come up to you like, Hey, remember me? Da, 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 Cause you had such an intimate moment with the person, right? You're like telling them their life. And I'm like, sorry, I don't. And people would come back to me and come back to me and come back to me. And I and they'd be like, yeah, you read me, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, I don't remember. I don't remember. By the fifth time, I'd be like, I remember you. <laughs> I remember when Hans King read me and then I went to see him speak. And I was so like, how come he doesn't know me? He doesn't remember me. We had this like amazing moment. And, um, and then I didn't realize it until I was a reader. I'm like, oh yeah, you don't because you're not in the room. You're just not in the room. Okay, excuses. What's the excuses? I just cannot take it anymore, guys. I, you know, <laughs> people, I just got an email from this woman on my list and she's like, stop telling me what to do with my life. And <laughs> when I first read it, I'm going to tell you something. I read it real fast and I'm getting, I don't get a lot of these emails, but sometimes I get these triggering emails and I'm like, my anger comes up right away. And I started emailing her back, like, this is your trigger, not mine. And um, somebody called me right there. And I don't usually pick up the phone when I'm working, but the person called me twice. So I knew they needed to talk. So I picked up the phone. And luckily I did because the anger diffused. And I read her email again. And it was actually very sweet. It was fine. But it's, I, I don't care if like she, she has done this before where she tells me how happy she is in her life. And I'm not disputing that. But I'm not, just because you're reading it, look, I'm about business. I'm about getting people out there and running their businesses as healers, as spiritual teachers, as authors. That is where my business is going. I'm about teaching people how to know their instruments so well that when they're in a situation where they're maybe talking to their publisher and their publisher saying something they don't agree with, that they know how to tap into their intuition and answer from that place. That's what I'm about these days, teaching people at that level. So my emails and newsletters have shifted. My podcast is shifting. And some people, which I love, 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 because her email was like, I love still following you. I'm like, go ahead, follow me, which is so beautiful. I do not take that for granted that you are on my email list reading my newsletters. But 
I can't apologize for who I am any longer, just like you shouldn't apologize to me. I'm not telling you to live one way, but I don't get why you don't read an email. And if it's not for you, just delete it. What the F? Come on, people. There was this woman I follow um, and I read her book, Tough Titties, Laura Bagley. And I got an advanced copy so I could review it. And I really like Laura Bagley a lot. Um, Belgray, Belgray, Laura Belgray. And um, she sends best newsletters. She's a great copywriter, amazing copywriter. And she wrote a newsletter about how um, how this one woman was just like pissed off because she was sending so many emails. And she's like, look, guys, this is what I'm doing. I'm in a launch. I'm selling something, you know. I'm sending a lot of emails and I can't remember she's got a really great sense of humor. And I wrote it back and I said, oh my goodness, we get those sometimes and we just take them off our list. Because if you don't, I'm like, just don't read the email. Just don't read the email. She sends it. I love her emails. And so when she's in a launch and launching something, I'm going to get a ton of emails. I don't care that I don't read them. I delete them. And then I'll go back and read what I want to read. I don't say, Laura, how dare you send me all those emails? That's part of this business. That is what we do. We communicate with you because you know what? We may have something to offer you that you really need or really want. So I think it's so funny. And this woman is a beautiful woman. So I have nothing if she's listening to my podcast. But at first I was like, just get off the freaking list. And then I reread it and I went, look, this is your, this is you, you be you. I'm going to be me. This is not my trigger. And of course it is my trigger a little bit, right? Cause I'm like, stop, stop. Um, I'm very conscious, but I said, uh, I don't know what I said to her. I said, this is triggering you for some reason. Take a look at that. That's what I said. And I said, you get to do you and I get to be me and it's great. And I said, thank you so much for supporting me and, and reading my newsletters and liking them. And that's how I ended it. And it was a perfect news email to rate because I was able to respect her in the space that she was in, but also stand my ground. Cause I got another one last week that I got to tell you during the morning of my dog, I, I really want to say it, but I'm not going to right now. I'll share it maybe another time because it is a story. So you're going to get some of those, but with all that, the one I get, that's like, how dare you blah, 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 blah. You know, I get all of those that are like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. And you can't quiet your voice just because there's one person out there that can't stand you. It's, it's, it's what about the 20 people that are so grateful that you're sharing something that's helping them? I share it on my Facebook personal page. I didn't share it on my business page because I still keep my personal page. Some people can follow it. I shared what I was going through with the journey of my dog. I didn't share it on Instagram or LinkedIn. And it I was in a lot of pain. And um, I shared it there. And the response was amazing. And I don't know why I'm telling you that. Oh, oh, because people were like, thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability. Because I think there, there's so many spiritual teachers out there that act like they've got it all together. Now, I will tell you this. I have the techniques and tools. I work through things really fast. I knew when Micah passed that day, first of all, I reached out to a friend right away when I had a feeling it was happening, put her on. She was pretty much ready for me. And then when it happened, I was in such pain, pain I hadn't been in in a long time, where I couldn't imagine being in this life without that love. And I reached out to her right away. Like I have those relationships with people. Um, I had a therapy appointment already set for the next day. I started looking for grief counseling. I reached out to my vet. You know, I knew I had to do something and I had to get like some help during that period of time. And then I, um, I did what I had to do. So you have to do what you have to do, but I know what to do. So you need to know what to do. And really, guys, it's all from the inside out, right? So um, there's so much I want to share with you, but we're already at 45 minutes. So I'm going to leave it at that. So what's the excuses thing? I just, I can't stand back anymore and have people say to me, um, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. What are you waiting for? It's now. And look, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm recording this August 21st, 2023 at 4.34 PM. I always say that because I have a thing with time. I do. I'm not going to get into that, but that'll be more teaching down the line. And that's more of the stuff I'm bringing into next level living. And I, um, 
I lost my train of thought. I guess I'm supposed to not say it. Oh, excuses, waiting. So I have a lot of things going on and I'm refusing to allow those things to get in the way of my progress, my evolution, and my moving forward. I'm refusing to sit in pain of yesterday. Just refuse. Sure, certain things will show up. Like I had a dream on Sunday morning, I think it was. No, Saturday morning. So it might have been Sunday morning. I had a dream that was heartache. And we're doing dreams, unconscious and conscious dreaming in Next Level Living this month. So my dreams, you know, very vivid. And I had a dream that was very heartache related, but I knew it was psychological. I knew it wasn't psychic. I knew it was psychological. And I was able to analyze it right away and move through it. I didn't hold on to the heartache. I didn't, I'm not holding on to what my father did to me, what my mother did to me, what this one did to me. I acknowledge it when it shows up in the moment, like, oh, this is the pattern of when my mother didn't acknowledge my feelings. Great. I don't have to stay here. I can move through this really quick. And I can move through it right now because when we, when we try to figure out the past and we just stay in the past, we're stuck in the past. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate this because I think it's very important. I have been doing therapy since I was 26 years old. I'm 57 at the time of this recording. It hasn't been straight through, but I've been working on myself every single day since then. There has never been a day where I stopped working on myself. I was working on myself before that, but that is when I got completely conscious to this journey and started working on myself. Some of you may be in a great deal of pain. And I would say then find someone who does that type of work because you do need to heal through it. You need to heal through all those stories so that you can be able to notice it in the moment when it happens. And then move through it. Like the one therapist I talked to with the labeling thing, she said, you know, and then we'll get to this place where you'll consciously know when you're in that situation, what you're feeling. And I said, I already do that. And I wasn't being snotty. I was very respectful to her work, but she needed to know where I was at. Because what I've noticed from a lot of these therapists is they assume I'm like every other patient, every other client. And I try to give them enough heads up. And I also said to her, I, you know, I, I say to all of them, I am coachable. And she actually said, I'm going to be very direct with you and I'm going to tell you something. And she told me something. And I said, I agree with that. I agree with that. So I do take it in. I do listen to it. I, I'm not there to theorize, you know, give ther therapy to myself. I'm there to work with someone, but I'm also not going to have a label or something put on me when I've already did that. I've already done that. So know where you're at in the journey and get the help that you need so that you can move forward and move out into your life live your life. Because, you know, I think a lot of times too, especially as spiritual sensitive beings, I was another person reached out to me today that I hadn't spoken to in years, but she wanted to reach out to me because of my dog. And we started talking and she's a very sensitive person. And um, it was a great conversation, but it made me think of all the sensitive people out there and how it, it, you just can't, empathic ability is one of the most beautiful gifts you could be gifted. Having compassion and love for others is one of the most beautiful gifts you can have. Now, I don't watch the news. I'm not going to. I didn't know something that was happening in a, in a state. And when I found out, I reached out to somebody I know to make sure that they were okay. And my prayers and love will go to that place. But I know with my sensitivities that I can't do that. I just can't. And you have to be okay with who you are. It's the other thing I teach. I don't make, I don't apologize for it. Um, I don't have to explain to someone, you know, why aren't you going to this party? Why aren't you going to this bar? Come meet us in this bar, you know, and do this. I'm like, mm, no, sorry, not doing that. But I will go on a hike or I will go play tennis. I'm playing tennis with so many fun people these days. Um, I do go to new places and, and meet people. I talk to everyone. So wherever I go, I'm always talking to people. Um, yeah, so I do what's me. I do me. So do you. I think I was all over the place, but hopefully you understand. Don't make excuses. Get going in your life now. If you feel really stuck, start today, start this moment, start right now. And then I think a lot of you invest in something. Invest. If you don't invest in something, you're really not invested. That's my feeling. Um, people in the free stuff that you get, 
yes, we give stuff for people to definitely learn and grow from, but it's not like the paid programs. So when people say to me, why don't you give this and give that? I'm like, yeah, I give a whole podcast where I give a ton of information. People are still opting into pick a guide. People opt into my stuff. I have YouTube where I have a ton of free stuff out there. I feel good, but it's not the same as my paid programs. That's a completely different thing. So I definitely want to help those who can't do it. But I also think there's a lot of people that just want to do the free stuff and they have the money and they won't invest. But it's so funny to me. I always see these people, they'll say they're stuck or they're this, they can't afford that. And then I see them going on a huge trip to Italy. And I'm like, how much does that cost? Because that's going to last in your system for about two weeks, the happiness from that trip and the memories. But working on yourself and going into a trip inside your heart and soul is going to last a lifetime. So I can't tell people. I don't tell people how to spend their money. I don't get into people's finances. Somebody was saying to me recently, well, do you offer them a finance plan? I'm like, I'm not offering anybody a finance plan. That's not up to me. If they need to figure that out, go figure it out. My integrity in my business is I don't get involved in your finances. You go figure it out. Some, some of these companies will be like, oh, you can't afford it. Let me introduce you to so-and-so and he'll give you credit. I'm not freaking doing that. I'm not getting involved in that. To me, that's not integral. So do stuff, but invest. Think about where you're investing and where you're not investing. I find, I'm telling you, I've seen this over and over again. People say they don't have the money, but they're buying coffee every single day. I don't buy coffee. I'll come, be coming home from tennis and I'll pick up lunch. And very rarely will I get a latte because I'm like, I got a little cute little coffee machine I bought. I have a little cute little milk frother. I'll make my coffee at home. That saves me six, seven bucks each time. Now that maybe that's something you really, really enjoy. And that's a treat. Great. Great. You should see how much money I spent on my dogs and my cats. I had a bookkeeper say to me once, I told my husband, we're never getting animals after seeing your books. And I was laughing and I was like, I know they'll get, they'll get massages before I do. They'll get therapy, physical therapy before I do. Cause I love them so much. All right, guys, that was a mishmash, but let me say this. I really do appreciate all of you. I don't take for granted, but I'm not, um, I'm not the type of coach that's going to sit back and just pat you on the back. I'm going to push you out there because I know, I know more than anyone because I don't, I, I see myself on the same, you know, we're all here together doing this together. And I see so many talented people out there and you need to get your gifts out there. And I, I just, I can't stand sitting back anymore, watching you struggle with getting your gifts out there, invest in a program and get your gifts out there. And if you're interested in next level living, go to marilynaloria.com forward slash next. You have to fill out an application um, to join, not anybody, or you can just email me at care at marilynaloria.com. And you can also opt into the higher self and get a feel for it. It's marilynaloria.com forward slash higher self. All right, guys, much love to all of you. I really do care about you. Um, I'd love to hear your takeaways. We put reels out every week for the podcast. So if you want to go onto that reel and tell us what you think, or tell us what you'd like to learn, or you'd like me to, to do more of, please let me know. And thank you again for everything. Have a great night or day. Whenever you listen to this, much love to all of you. Bye.